What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Living life as a gringo Where you question where you fit And every time you mingle They say you do this with not enough that My rapping is really bad <laughs> This life as a gringo Yes, hello and welcome to another episode of Life as a Gringo I am Drombos, of course It is Thursday, so it means time for our Thursday Trends episode And my guest today is Family She is the <laughs> host of the Toxica in Recovery podcast She is a certified life coach The homie Bren J, how you feeling? Dude, I'm bursting with fucking energy. I get better every time <laughs> I get on the show with you. <laughs> I, I like it. I like it. We're uh, we're going to talk about a lot of interesting things today. For the most part, we're going to keep it light. There is one heavier story that we will dabble into, but you know, when uh when when trying to stay up on all that's going on in the community, it's not always sunshine and rainbows, right? But We'll, uh, we'll, we'll touch on a few things on today's show that I want to get your, your take on. Um, Bad Bunny has a couple headlines going on right now uh, that we're going to dive into. One of them is uh, in regards to an ex that is suing him. The other one is in regards to him taking shots at his latest love interest ex. Um, and you are our toxic guy in recovery. So um, this seems right down your, uh, your alley over here. Uh, and then, man, on a on a heavier side of things, very sad, there was another uh, soldier um, who has allegedly committed suicide after um, there was alleged harassment at Fort Hood in Texas, which, if you remember, is the same base that Vanessa, uh, Vanessa Gein was stationed at, where she also experienced harassment before her um, sad, you know, untimely murder. So we'll talk about about that. And then on a positive side of things, we'll talk about somebody from our community who's doing some positive things in Army Hint this segment. We're going to talk about you and this uh, event that you are putting on. So a lot to get into on today's show. Let's just first and foremost dive into some of the nonsense, the heaviest stuff uh, in a segment we call for the people in the back. Say a lot for the people in the back. All right, so let's let's start on a lighter note, and then we'll work our way up uh, to the the heavier story of the show. But let's talk about Bad Bunny, which is a reoccurring theme here on the podcast. Um, now, Bad Bunny is in the news because he's actually being sued by his ex girlfriend for forty million dollars because apparently he used her voice recordings in uh, two of his songs. Uh, one of them is Dos Mil. 16 and the other one is Parati and she is claiming that this is an attack of privacy that led her to seek psychological help. Okay. I that sounds a little extra to me. It feels like a money grab, but but listen, who am I to judge? Your your thoughts on the ex getting mad about him using some voice recordings of her. 
Okay, one, I just to put this clear, y'all, I've been busy, so I haven't been keeping up with headlines. But sure. right off the back, I think like what kind of voice recordings, right? Is it something mm-hmm. like sexual that was supposed to be private? Or is it like something that is like you're fucking around? You know, you t- you take Instagram videos with your friends when you guys are drunk, like, you know? Right. I think that's the difference. I think if it were to be something that she thought was private, 40 million for your privacy out there, fuck it. If you can afford it, whatever, right? <laughs> but on the other hand, if it was something and you're just trying to get the money, it's like, dude, I'm reading this book called Happy Money or listening to a book called Happy Money. Like, if you get money in that way, you're usually, that, that shit's going to be gone. Like, the universe is going to be like, meh. Only when you receive happy money. So that's my that's my good side now. But my toxic right. side will be like, yeah. well, did he, what was it? And with, with what intention? Yeah, see, I didn't, I'm, I'm looking as uh, as we're going, I'm looking for like a direct quote of the voice note that he used. I, I love that, that song, um, Dos Mil Ventices. And I've never heard uh, the voice, I never noticed the voice note like that. So it's not something that to me stands out in the record, right? Um. And and the song is actually about um, how he was planning on actually marrying her back then at that point in 2016. So it's a personal song. He used a personal antidote in it. The irony is that actually since then, she's become an attorney herself. So so she actually became a lawyer and now feels like she has a a case. And I, I don't I don't know. I mean. Listen, forty million dollars to this man, I don't think is is that big of a deal, but it does feel a little petty at at this point. I don't think he's sharing anything crazy. Again, I didn't even notice that there were voice notes, and I, I was just listening to this song yesterday, so uh, I don't know. I, I would I would kind of let it go, and I feel like also if you talk, if like a lot of the times they'll make a case of like, oh well, it's like an invasion of my privacy. Now people are like knowing about my intimate personal things, like. I don't think the majority of the people would have known who the hell he was talking about until she came out publicly and started mm. suing him. So I, I kind of just like, who cares? But also at the end of the day, listen, if you can get the money, I guess, hey, more power to you at this point. Yes, that's true. <laughs> now, now, Bad Bunny is also this is the second headline, which is a little bit spicier um, than than that one, right? Mm. So. We've all heard about Bad Bunny and Kendall Jenner, like this romance that's been going on. Everybody's been making memes about it. And a lot of people uh, have had you know, feelings about it. They felt some type of way about him dating a Kardashian, right? <laughs> now, he did a verse on a song, um, and it's called Goku Chanel. And apparently, in the verse, he's now firing shots at Kendall Jenner's ex-boyfriend, who is a, a basketball player for the Phoenix Suns named Devin Booker, right? And in the song, he even makes a reference to, to Kendall Jenner, they're saying, with the lyric that, quote, Scorpio women are dangerous. Kendall Jenner is a Scorpio. And then he also raps, um, quote, I'm not bad, baby, that's a gimmick. But the sun in Puerto Rico is hotter than in Phoenix. She knows it. And <laughs> people <laughs> are saying that this is a direct shot. Um, her ex uh, Devin Booker replied via social media, then deleted it. Something about uh, Benito liking men or something. There was a he, he, he deleted that that response. And they're saying that the an anonymous source is saying that, quote, it seems like things might have taken a turn for the worse. Sources reveal that she's been left mortified after her new fling released some not so nice lyrics about her ex-boyfriend, whom she recently ended a long term relationship with. They're saying that she had no idea about the verse and reportedly feels, quote, used and betrayed by the whole situation. They apparently had some holiday plans that were also cut short. Uh, and they're saying that this might have been a result of him taking that shot. Um, all right. So this is this is your wheelhouse. Toxica in, in recovery. Uh, are you are you OK with this? Is it toxic? Uh, what, what What's your thoughts when you hear this? Huh? Is wait, is what toxic? Is her being like, I'm done with it, or is him like doing him, him, yeah, him taking shots at an ex in a public manner and and not even like getting her okay about it? I guess. Oh, hmm, hmm, hold on, (laughs) because it's just like I feel like that's what an artist does, like, uh, right, rappers, like, like, 
take shots at shit, right? And that's the funny yeah. part. Like, not the funny part in a bad way. I mean, he's not saying he's going to kill the dude, whatever. He's making fun of yeah, his yeah. new girl's ex, right? Right. Like, I, you would have to really be a recovered toxico or toxica to be like, <laughs> you never done that shit. You've done right. it. You just haven't got, you don't get paid to do it, right? So it hasn't right. been put in a public forum. Like, the guy could have responded with something else that was more, uh, like, like a comeback, too, and fuck it, you know? Like, in the toxica side of me. But, right. again, like, I go back to the intention part. Like, what, if he was just like, oh, fuck it, like, I like her, whatever, I'm gonna try and impress her with this lyric, because <laughs> that's what they do it's their art that's how they express yeah. themselves right i assume mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah i don't know <laughs> she could have took it, it as it a love a, gesture the toxic me said, uh, it was a love gesture <laughs> that's how you would take it see, <laughs> <laughs> see that is but well, you know what though it, it's tough because yeah it is their art and i think that when you are dating an artist there has to be a part of you that understands your personal life probably will make it at some point into their art um and it feels like just a silly, like funny line. You know what I mean? Like that isn't anything too serious. But at the same time, I don't think it's a good sign when the person you're currently dating is concerned about an ex. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. they might have some unresolved issues there. Um, and that's, I think, the the toxic or toxical part of, of this conversation when like that's something that would even be top of mind. That's very, very true. And so, yeah, I think my response is that was the toxic, like, toxic uh, reasoning for it. But the right. me now, like, of course, I wouldn't want to be, if I'm trying to be serious, I wouldn't want to be in a relationship with someone that is willing to, right? Like, yeah. I think I've been with my husband, I think we've been married five years now. And I've never yeah. once looked at his phone because, like mm -hmm. you said, there's no reason for me to be like, I have no concerns, no doubt, no nothing. And it, it came up once when we were first dating. And I was like, if I ever feel the need to do this, that's some toxic shit. Been there, done that. I ain't trying to go there. If I feel jealous, if I feel um, anything, I'm going to let you know. I'm not just going right. to start looking through your shit. I was like, because right. I never again, because the toxica looks through the phones, right? Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to put it another way in a nice way, but sure. like if you're constantly looking through somebody's shit, you don't want that. That does that's not safe. That's not you don't feel safety, right? So it might yeah. just be on some childhood shit, but it also might just be on like some you're not healed there yet. Because that's right. why and I think that's why I like the toxic and recovery part, because I'm not saying that that's bad and I'm putting judgment on you. I did that because I saw that. Mm -hmm. I thought that that was normal. You know, and then TV shows also have the girls doing that shit too, right? So I was <laughs> like, oh, well, this is what you do when you love someone. You make sure they're not cheating on you. Right, <laughs> You right. know? So, yeah, yeah. The full circle, that's my take on it. I mean, I, we all have toxic behavior to a degree, right? Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, it, it, it's tough because they're not normal people. In normal circumstances, if it was like I was dating somebody and they were like, making taking subliminals via like instagram stories at like an ex i would kind of be like all right i should probably run for the hills at this point because that's not that's not safe do you do you remember any any of you when you were full-time toxica do you remember uh, uh any toxic behaviors that you would uh you'd like to admit to here oh my god legally no i'm just kidding <laughs> legally <laughs> no i did a lot of crazy shit i definitely broke phones I definitely like, broke like the other person's phone. Yeah. I wow. Definitely like this is embarrassing as fuck. And I can't believe I'm admitting <laughs> it, but I'm admitting it because I know somewhere out there, there's someone who's probably still doing it. Yeah. And you can go from that anxious, crazy feeling that you have to feeling safe and never like now I think about it and I feel a little embarrassed, but at the same time, I feel like, Again, I saw it like yeah, chasing a dude down in a car like he's going like, he's running yeah, and you're driving yeah. driving the vehicle. No, like two, two vehicles, like two vehicles. Oh, he's in a car and you're driving I, after him. Yes, that has wow. happened. And what was the like, what was the what were you trying to accomplish in that moment? 
because of a, I had just found out like some really fucked up stuff about how he cheated on me. Sure. And I was so like worked up. Mind you guys, at this point, I'm probably like 18. So, mm-hmm. so don't, don't like judge me hard right now, right? right? Because yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. thing. And this is why I'm thank, thank you for having this conversation because I feel like people yeah. don't talk about when you were in the Toxica and how kind of really fucked up it is. Um, I yeah. was 18 and along so another podcast will be coming out soon about how that uh, situationship happened. But point yeah. is, it wasn't a normal relationship. It was a situationship. I was an 18 year old girl with a, a 18, 19, 20, 24 year old man. Sure. Two different stages. Okay. Right. So there's a long right. story behind that. But yeah, I got so desperate of like, wanting this person to tell me like what I had done to deserve to get cheated on. Like how, like it was, it was really emotional for an 18 year old girl. Right. And so, um, yeah, I've, so I've done the car chasing. I've done the, I watched too much fast and the Furious. That's what happened. (laughs) (laughs) I grew up with that shit. I was over there thinking that was Letty and shit. (laughs) Um, That the breaking of the phones. Um, Ah, the like oh making the fake account to check the other account mm. like wait but so so my my thing is okay so in that situation you're you found out this person was doing shady shit right mm-hmm. but what about moving forward like did that experience then is that did that lead you towards not trusting anybody so even if you were dating a dude who Ooh. wasn't fucking around you still were doing toxic things because of that uh, trauma no. that you had uh uh-uh. uh Actually, they were so they were always fucking around. Well, so see what happened is that I met this person when I was fifteen. So the experience went on, and I didn't really date much anyone else. Like I was really like in this brainwashed ass situation, right? Gotcha. So for me, it wasn't like a normal, normal situation. It was a little different, but um. But like but, when you got with your husband, like how do you not? Are oh, you at that point? So that's point, what happened after yeah. that situation should have ended. I was like, I'm not gonna jump in another relationship. I was single sure. for almost a year, and I started mm. like really trying to work on me and establishing yeah. what did not work about that, what had changed mm. within me, and what I wanted moving forward. Like I knew I wanted. I didn't know who, what, how, but I knew right. I wanted safety. I wanted to feel safe. Dude, when I used to like, because this situation, like it was really fucked up. So I would be like just grabbing my phone and I would get like messages from other girls or whatever. And like my stomach was like, I would end up in the hospital so much because my mm. like digestive system was just so fucked up from all the stress I was always in. Um, right. So with my husband, it was just kind of from the get. Like I was just like, this is what it is. Like this is. I want to be, I'm a faithful, loyal ass person. You know, I've been through a lot of shit. So I'm, I am in recovery. I've got daddy issues. I laid it, I laid out all the cards on the table. I got daddy <laughs> issues. I got all the things, but yeah, I'm working on me and I want this. Like I want safety. I want love and communication connection, you know, like, and just from there, like from just making that decision, I was like, okay, like I never want to go through that. I never want my kids to see their parents like that. So <laughs> I was like, yep. So so you kicked it at that point. So you you kind of like gave up that uh whatever looking through phones at that point. You, you, it was See that that's good though because I think you set in intention, right? Because I think like you you can't you can't like just sort of brush off like, you know, oh well, I have bad experiences so that's why I'm like this. So like take it or leave it type of shit, you know, um or or you can't you can't blame it on anybody else, right? Like cuz that's all internal insecurities regardless. If the person you're dating makes you feel that way, you probably shouldn't be with them, right? But like again, that's all on you at that point to make that decision for yourself and and to set that intention like this is not who I want to be and if the and again, if anybody I date makes me feel that way and I start going back towards that toxic version of myself, then I need to run for mm. for the hills at that point exactly. cuz it's not the right right situation um right situation for me and exactly. <laughs> i know that that was a, a very deep uh, way to, <laughs> to talk about this bad this bad funny thing but i i because but i uh i'm gonna ask people what they any toxic stories that they have um for the ask a gringo segment but 
Yeah, I don't know. I, just relationships are are tough, and I oftentimes think that like it's easy to blame other people for like our own insecurities when we have to just recognize like if I'm feeling insecure, that's pretty much just on me, especially if the person's not doing anything right. And and even if they are, it's on me to move on from that situation and not continue feeling that way. You know. Yep, absolutely. Taking responsibility. It, it's I'm telling you, that's yeah. why it's in recovery because when I think like I've never gone to an AA meeting, but I think when you first mm-hmm. show up, it's like yeah. I am like I take responsibility that I am an alcoholic, right? It's the mm-hmm, same thing mm-hmm. with toxic and recovery. I take responsibility that I am toxica, but I yeah. don't want this going forward. Sure. You know, and it sounds simple, but it's not it's simple, but it's not easy. Like that's the conversation we always have, like it's simple but not easy. No, absolutely. Well, also, I think I've never been to an AA meeting either, but I think like from what I've heard of of when people speak about those things is like you also have to accept that it's going to be an ongoing thing for the rest of your life. Right. Like you're never for the, for like somebody who let's say who might be an alcoholic, they're never going to be the type of person who can say like, OK, I can have one beer and then I, and then that's it. Right. Because that just opens up Pandora's box for them. So I think it's the same thing with and when you're trying to break any bad habit or anything like that, the moment that you decide like, OK, this one time I'm going to break into their phone and check it like you've already undone so much of that work and and that trust that you had in that person. And like you're allowing the insecurity to kind of take over you at that point. I mean, that, that might be a, a overcomplicated explanation <laughs> to me. That, that's what makes sense. No, I bet you that made sense to somebody. Somebody was like, oh, see, yeah. got it. Yep. right it's deciding that shit (laughs) Mm -hmm. exactly exactly all right so we got a bunch more to talk about but let's take a quick break we'll take a pause here and then we'll be right back i love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles because life happens baby but you got this hi there i'm honey german and i know we can all use some positive energy these days that's why i make sure to empower my community because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura Podcast Network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. All right, we are back. Now on, on a more serious topic today that I wanted to, to touch on. Fort Hood, the military base in Texas, is back in the news. And that, again, is where uh, Vanessa Guillen was last seen. She was uh, murdered and, and uh, prior to her murder had expressed harassment, you know, being harassed by other, other soldiers there on the base. Um, and there's been all kinds of like investigations into it. Now there is a, a woman who has allegedly committed suicide. Um, her name is Anna Basaldua. I think it's Basaldua. And now... After her, her suicide, friends are speaking out, saying that she actually experienced harassment during her time at Fort Hood. And um, her, her friends and, and family members and, and the woman, uh, Anna, is 20 years old, which is really sad. She's a 20-year-old um, soldier, and she was uh, at Fort Hood, committed suicide. And they're saying that upon her arrival at Fort Hood, when she first was stationed there, she met a sergeant who helped her get acquainted for the first few months. 
Um, then she started making other friends on the base, and that same person became extremely territorial and jealous of her. Um, referring to her by the nickname Basa, the friend said, as time passed, Basa began to make friends and all that. He was getting annoyed. He was jealous. He said things to her, and she didn't care. They're saying that things escalated from there, that the sergeant would unexpectedly come to her room, knock on her door, text her why she was hanging out with people, that she didn't have to hang out with anyone other than him. And then she apparently reported the sergeant to her uh, platoon sergeant, telling him what was going on. They called that person who was harassing her to the office, and they said that officials on the base did not officially reprimand him outside of an argument that remained between them. And then they ended up actually transferring Anna to um, another platoon. And, and they're saying that even after that transfer, the same man started to continue to harass her. Um, she said, quote, her friends are saying, quote, she told me that she did not know what else to do because she already told them. She had already told her sergeant. She had already told the commander. That's what that's supposed to be why they made the complete change. But even so, he was still going through it. And this is what her friend was telling Telemundo. Um, and then there's apparently another story about a totally different soldier um, that apparently tried to suffocate her just weeks before her death. There's there's all kinds of crazy shit going on. It's a it's a really long and, and kind of complicated story. But according to her friends, they, they feel like her suicide um is is shady right and they said that she quote wanted to end her time well and leave it behind her and start a new life right and they're saying that she had plans to not renew her contract at fort hood and was preparing for a two-week leave of absence to visit her father in long beach um those who knew her killing herself so close to the trip and her eventual release from fort hood seems incomprehensible they're saying that again she had intentions to leave fort hood um, and and it, this whole thing just seems shady to them. And this is all on WeArmy2.com. I'm kind of sum summarizing a very long article. Um, and the last thing I'll, I'll say on Fort Hood, they're saying, according to a 2020 report from the Pentagon, the Fort Hood Independent Review Committee identified an ineffective implementation of the sexual harassment slash assault response and prevention program that resulted in a pervasive lack of competence, fear of retaliation, and significant underreporting of cases particularly within the enlisted ranks. They also categorized Fort Hood as having a, quote, deficient climate. All right, so I just threw a lot at you with that one. But it's, it's scary because this was such a high-profile case with Vanessa Guillen, right? And, you know, they're supposed to be under watch. They're supposed to have learned their their lesson from this this you know that happened to Vanessa Guillen in 2020 if I'm not mistaken and now here we are another soldier in a similar situation and the person harassing her is not being held to any sort of real accountability right they're not being suspended they're not being you know kicked off of the base she's the one who ends up getting moved to a different platoon um it, it's sad and it just shows more and more of the same and of course you know she's a Latin woman 20 years old um, and it just seems like they don't give a shit. Even with all the eyes on them, they didn't give a shit enough to, you know, uh, take this as seriously as as they should have. Yeah, that was sorry. That was a lot. Um, yeah. And first and foremost, I just fucking feel like definitely sorry for that family. Like, sorry that you lost a loved one before you had to. And in a way that you probably are going to have some time getting closure with yeah um so far so first that um and just second like i don't even know what to this is the hard part and this is why i don't watch like news and don't keep up and and i had seen it and i knew that eventually yeah. i was gonna have to face it with you because that's i tell you sometimes right. i'm like I don't want to listen when something horrible happens because <laughs> I know he's going to talk about right. it, but I do need to talk about it. So again, thank right. you. I think like how much more needs to happen before, you know how they kind of, they have like the defund the police, but like, I'm not saying yeah. defund the whole branch or whatever, but that, that, um, what is it? Camp? Like, um, yeah, it's a base, a base. Like mm -hmm. what else needs to be happening? Like, how do you fix this? Like, yeah. I just it, it leaves me with way more questions 
than answers for sure. Because I, as a woman, and I, and I know a lot of Latinas that have been in the military, and my husband, yeah. who was in the military, says the same thing. Like, I would never want my daughter to be in the military. It's like, mm. these people are all doing this to, like, serve their country, and this right. is what they get in return. That's really yeah. fucked up. Yeah, and and it's like, it's hard not to be a pessimist, because to me... It all eyes are on you at that point, right? Like you are the notorious base that everybody knows, regardless if you are in the military or not, because a horrendous thing happened under your watch, right? And it's been proven that you know there was so much neg like negligence, you know, for this this poor woman in Vanessa Gam. And if that's not enough motivation for you to take any case of sexual harassment seriously, I don't know what else would be at that point. It, it's literally like you just don't give a fuck, right? Because, you know, you're never going to be able to correct what's in people's hearts at the end of the day, right? And that's what makes things like racism so difficult because you, you can't expect to change the heart of a racist, right? The best we can do is create practices um, that hold them accountable for their actions. And that ends up being the thing that stops people from doing stupid shit, essentially, right? Um, but with this one, it's like, you guys know all the bad press you got, like anybody with half a brain, the second this was reported would have been like, we need to make like a really strong stance on this so that everybody knows we no longer tolerate this type of behavior. That, that what happened with, you know, Vanessa Gein was a one-off thing, but instead, right, like they the said, guy, even after he, he yeah, hasn't been, so the guy never got in trouble. Yeah, that he never got officially reprimanded. Even till right? now, so, even till now, like he hasn't been like questioned, detained, nothing like. Well, there, what there, I don't know what the follow up is now because the speculation of it not being a suicide is coming from her friends and family. Um, but what they're saying is that the officials on the base, when she reported him, never officially reprimanded him, like never actually put something on his record never sort of gave him some sort of probation or whatever, you know, like uh, suspended him or anything like that, um, that it, it seems like there was some sort of like verbal argument that happened in private, but nothing officially on the record. And, and again, like, why wouldn't you want to make an example of this person after such a public, you know, uh, a, a terrible public thing that happened that is, puts a stain on not only your base, but the military as a whole? And it, it again, it just seems like people don't give a shit. And and I don't I don't know what else to to say about that, because, you know, at that point, all you can really do is call for the firing of anybody who is in a in a sort of, um, you know, a, a position of power at that at that base at this point. Right. And there needs to be further mandates and rules. And like, you know, I, I guess the only thing you can do is if you create some sort of uh, mandatory, like independent review that has to happen anytime somebody reports some sort of sexual harassment, right? And it can't be internally handled. It automatically doesn't matter, you know, um, how serious they're taking the case or not. Automatically gets given out to somebody who's like an independent review for that. That's the only thing you could do because left to their own devices, it's very obvious that these people don't give a shit about what's happening to the women on on these bases. It's normalized for whatever reason. Yeah, I fucking can't believe that nothing has happened with the guy, that nothing has happened yeah. to the fire, the higher ups at this point. Um, I know it was just barely a couple of days ago, right? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, the story, the story is, is, is relatively, relatively new, but yeah. And, and even the fact that it was, it, it happened this, this last week where the story was really breaking, but that the fact that apparently there was another soldier allegedly that like actually physically assaulted her like it just shows you a pattern of like normalcy of this type of thing just being okay on this base right that people feel so comfortable doing weird shit like this it it, it really is is scary and, and to your point like if i had a daughter i would never never want her to be in in the military it just seems like the worst place on earth for for a, a woman because they're not being protected um, by the, by the people who are supposed to be in charge over there, it's really sad. Yeah, and and that's where I, again, like, I know so many women that 
are in the military or have been right and right and at the same time it's just like if these little girls are having dreams of doing that we can't also tell them no because you can't be safe so it does have right. to change from the inside you know because that's my yeah. thing like i told i understood my husband from his fatherly perspective but at the same time i was like but if that's what she feels is her purpose how can we ever tell her no you know to like whatever she wants to do so at that point i do think it is like maybe if these uh I don't know if these higher ups are men or women or even a person mm -hmm. of color, but maybe you really need to start putting these people in those positions because they will be knowing what to look out for versus someone right. who maybe didn't experience it or doesn't understand. You know, like you can never expect a 40 something year old white man to understand what a 20 year old girl from Long Brown girl from Long Beach is telling him. You know, sure. They probably down. Uh, I mean, honestly. I don't, one part of me feels like it's not that they don't give a shit. It's that they don't fully understand mm -hmm. the situation. They don't. Yeah. How could they ever, how could we ever expect them to understand what probably like a first generation girl from Long Beach yeah. is, it's like in the military for her. So they probably think, and the other guy, if they talk to them, probably is like, she's just being crazy. Again, that toxic guy shit. Oh, she's just, right, she right. thinks that, da, 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 da. they downplay it. Because that's yeah. what some narcissist do. And there's probably some narcissist as dudes. And they're like, come on, sir. You know what right. you know, you know. Right. Well, well even outside the military, that that is common practice exactly. for women who report sexual assault or rape. It, you know, oftentimes they're not believed or the police don't do anything. And so and that's I think a like practice in my ways, it's like put these women with this representation in those positions mm -hmm. to be able to start handling it and like telling you what you aren't hearing or what you're not seeing because you have yeah. you don't have the lived experience because yeah i think that might be the only way because even if you even if this base now that i think about it even if this base were to get you know taken down whatever and like closed yeah. it's just gonna happen at another one and another right right is, it probably is and it will you know so i think the thing is like get the people that can understand these minorities to know mm -hmm. that it's a serious thing you know, because yeah. this girl yeah. was reporting, you can, you know, question and see and then move, move the guy, move the guy to another mm -hmm. base or something, you know, like they would know how to take it more serious, I think. So, um, yeah, get the people that understand the struggle and can can see it. Yeah, no, <laughs> I think that that's a great point as well. There, there needs to be women in those positions of power who can empathize, you know, with those those situations and, and to your point you know you're right it's not fair for us to be like if i had a daughter i don't want her joining the military right because if that it, it's the obvious thing is no, well men should just stop being assholes and stop being you know um <laughs> you know a, a rapists essentially right a, and assaulting women and, and viewing um themselves as rightful to to do that that should be the right answer but it's like a tough it's tough because that's what's right. But then we also have to exist in the real world, which is the unfortunate part as well. Right. It's like anything, even outside of the military where, uh, you know, if you have a, a daughter or someone you care about and you're like, listen, be careful leaving the club at a certain time or with your drinks or things like that. Be mindful. And it's shitty that we have to teach those lessons because the obvious, you know, we, we should be teaching our boys to do better. But you have to exist in like this, you know, it's in this weird middle ground where you're putting this unfair burden on women where they have to be so mindful of everything that is happening around them. And, and I'd imagine as a woman that that's just, it's a really, it's gotta be a really heavy burden to sort of bear to a degree. Right. And so many things to your point, like as a man, I can't even empathize with fully because I don't know what it's like to kind of have to live with that in the back of my mind where like, even in the simplest form of going out to get a drink with somebody, I have to be very, you know, conscious of my safety and, and, and who this person may or may not be. Yep. And that's exactly it. Um, it's exactly it. Disney, I, I'm going to add this, of that Disney released this little short film um, mm -hmm. and it had a woman in a workplace. And it was, I think it was a silent just cartoon. And I was watching it and I like, I was just catching a glimpse of it. And then I was like, wow, that's what it's like to be at work. And, my husband was like, what? 
And he's like, that yeah. is what it's saying. But he's like, I guess I never thought of it that way. And I'm like, as a woman in a male dominant uh, environment, and most of the time you are, whether it's in school or, you know, um, in work or careers, especially depending what career you go into. Um, right. And you do, you do have to like get tougher skin. You do have to be able to like not get offended by every single joke or else you're going to be miserable, you know? So, yeah. And then with time and as maturity, you learn to dish it back and to like, you right. know, right. but, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that's where my head is going to on, on what that base could possibly start to implement and radically change out. I think it sounds like they need a washout. They need to completely yeah. that management. Like it needs to be transferred. Yeah. Uh, something needs to happen. So that's my take. Yeah. And again, just so sorry for the family because hmm. I have two daughters and if one ever wanted yeah. to join the military, I would probably support her. And if something like this ever happened to her, I would want to be ripping this place from the inside out because yeah. I'm a mom. No, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And, and 20 years old, it's, man, it's just, it's, it's terrible. We'll, we'll kind of see what happens as it, develops but regardless of if it was a suicide or not the harassment shouldn't have happened right she should have had that experience regardless so yep. we'll, we'll kind of see as it as it plays out so obviously that was a really really heavy story and as we always like to do is bring it back around to something positive that somebody from our community is doing today we'll be talking about something that you are putting on that is amazing we'll do that for army hint the segment but first let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back as an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when reflecting on what matters most, I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tuda Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tuda shows wherever you get your podcasts. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. All right, so for today's Mi Gente segment, um, I, I want to talk about the person we have here on the show, Bren J. You mm -hmm. are, are stepping into your, your boss shit right now, and you are getting ready to put on an event next month. Um, and I wanted to showcase that because I know it's a huge moment for you and, and your cause is speaking to, to people from our community, specifically women of color. So, I mean, talk to me about this event that you're putting on, the, the goals and, and all that stuff that you have with it. Yeah, no, I think, thank you for this opportunity because I've been, I know that I have to go out here and tell people about it so that people know to right. go. And I've just kind of been doing, avoiding because this is what happens in life. We try something new, it's fucking scary. And you're like, oh, yeah. you know, um, but I get coached through it and I have an amazing coach and I've met because of coaching and through other organizations uh 
I've been able to really network with a bunch of amazing Latinas and see like, oh shit, we can heal as a collective and really grow. Mm. And yeah. so part of me deciding to do this was like, I just needed to decide that shit. I needed to decide sure. to step into my boss shit. I needed to decide to just be like, I'm not going to wait till something's perfect to get it done, to get it out there, you know? So yeah. Out of that came Decide That Shit Summit because I feel like a lot of times we get really stuck on the like, what if this or what if that? And at the end of it, you just need to like really decide that shit because you're never going to even know if you're going right or wrong until you decide. And if you decided one way and it was fucking wrong, you take accountability for that, reshape and go again, right? And it's not going to be easy. It's going to be really hard, but you just have to decide something, right? So it's for everything. Um, Yeah. So I shot like I uh, looked out for three speakers that I know have lived some shit, have had some experiences, have made big decisions um, and that I know are going to like help change. It's going to turn the light bulb on for somebody. I don't know who, but for somebody. Right. And I specifically did this with the intention of really helping millennial Latinas without college degrees, because that's like those are my people right there like i i like went to college university for a year and then i was like this isn't for me and i like fucked up Mm -hmm. on one class and i was like whatever i had my situation going on in la so yeah i left and this shit haunted me for a long ass time like up until recently up until this last year you know like i really the thought that i needed a degree to be successful or for anyone to take me serious really Mm. weighed on me it really Mm. weighed on me it kept me low it kept me like not showing up my 100 percent. you know like it kept me plain small there you go plain small even though in every position i've had in another job like i've been able to always climb to the top always Mm -hmm. and not to the top in like an ego bad way but no like i was 19 working at rena center i was using hand trucks delivering shit reporting shit doing all of that right yeah moved up to supervising because i'm bilingual too that always helped me and i got into the casino industry i started as a dealer went up to management got trained to you know know that how to run that department and then was like i learned about life coaching and then everything else kind of was like nope right? right so i had to decide that shit on um stepping into this and so there's going to be the first speaker is going to be Leanne from Watch Us Thrive so she Mm. has her experience of surviving domestic violence um, Mm. and she's a Puerto Rican from New Jersey so shout out to her that's the home girl Um, she's going to be talking of her biggest decision we're going to have Blue Nile who she uh, her company is rooted in power healing and she also from the East Coast. I think she's from New York. And she's mm. now over here in Los Angeles. Um, but she was in the music industry. I think she said like she's she's toured with like Ja Rule and somebody else. Mm. She's been, she's very much in the industry, right? Uh, and she talks about like her sobriety and her spirituality, right? So she had mm. some decisions. And then yeah. we also have Esperanza LeBron, who is my coach, who helps me work on all this mind shit mindset stuff Mm. because like i just told you guys my thought used to be like uh i need a college degree to be successful or for somebody to take me serious you know and that was just the thought like it's just a thought and i have the power to change that and she taught me that you know so now that i'm like i just need to use my voice and tell my story and to show up intentionally you know Mm. and that has like shifted everything right um, so yeah. she will be speaking there and she's Esperanza LeBron who you have on from Tuesday. Yeah, last podcast. Right, yep. the last episode. So if you haven't checked that out, check that out. Because she yeah. has, and even then, I've I've known her for two years and that episode, like, I learned even more about her that I didn't know. You know, right. like, right. coaches are whole people. We have whole life stories. We're here to support you, but we also yeah. have whole life stories where we can show you, like, the decisions, the hard decisions I had to make in life to get from where I was to where I am now. And mm-hmm. even in real time, showing you the decisions we're making now, like today, I told you I put on makeup to show up to here. Mm-hmm. And I usually right. don't because I have two kids and I'm like, you know, doing all kinds of shit. But I was like, no, why do I put on makeup to go represent another place that I work for 
and I try and show yeah. up as my best self and I'm not showing up as my best self for this conversation where I want people to like come and mm. like learn something and take something away and grow, you know? So yeah, that's uh, the decide that should submit and it's happening April 22nd. Uh, we have people in three time zones for this. Uh, mm. And I think so it's 11 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Central and 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, it's going to be virtual. So, what, so yeah, yeah. I was going to say virtual. Where can how can people so, know, get the link? I will have the link by Saturday the twenty fifth. Hold me accountable mm-hmm. for that. Um, it's uh, going to be a webinar style thing, so it's just a Zoom link. Uh, you won't have to be on camera. You won't have to. You don't have to worry about like muting or unmuting. And that's why I wanted to do it this style because I want if there's moms doing mom shit or dads doing dad yeah. shit. I don't want you to like accidentally hit the button and like, you know, you hear something going on, like because these stories that are going to be told, they're going to be life changing. um, And I want to honor that and value that. But I'll still record it. So if you don't happen to make it on, I will email you the recording as well. So, yeah, that's that's the decide the shit summit. Congrats. So well, I'm really proud of you for putting yourself out there and, and making these moves. I know that's huge for you. And uh, it's it's always good with uh, having that kind of intention behind it to help people. It's always a, a, a positive, you know. Um, so where can people follow you and keep up with, with all that you got going on and, and check this whole thing out? Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at Bren J Life Coaching. So that's B-R-E-N-J Life Coaching. Um, and then you can also check out that website, brenjlifecoaching.com. And I just started a TikTok and it's at Toxic and Recovery. I haven't posted anything yet. I haven't, like you guys over here checking out the things. This is very new to me. I'm very late to the (laughs) TikTok trend. Um, but so keep an eye out for that. That's at Toxic and Recovery. And you could also listen to the podcast, um, and find Mm -hmm. out ways to work with me, uh, through Toxica and Recovery, and you can find that on Apple, Spotify. Yeah, DM me on Instagram. That's the best, fastest way to get an answer, <laughs> a question answered by me, though. <laughs> Love it. Well, I appreciate you, uh, and obviously, we'll we'll keep talking. Yeah, uh, you're a part of the family. <laughs> Thank you, man. Big shout out to my guest this week, Bren J, the homie. Check out all the amazing, amazing work that she is doing. And then with that said, I want to quickly uh, get y'all's take on one of these stories. We'll do that in our Ask a Gringo segment. Ask a Gringo. Uh, I have a question. All right. So for today's Ask a Gringo segment, I want y'all to just dish a little bit on any toxic relationship that you've had. If you've been the toxic one, the other person has been the toxic one. I'm just going to... Uh, go through one here because I got a few long answers. So I'm going to go through one uh, here because I know we're running a little bit long on the show. Let's see. Uh, at Maritza.m04 says, um, I cheated on first BF. I was very naive and stupid. Also, I had no sense about dating. Having a lot of trauma. I got my karma later on in life. Man, so you were the cheater. You were the toxic one in that relationship. I think I think we've all been toxic at some point in you know in, in our lives. I've never cheated on a partner before, but I know definitely when I'm in that talking phase, like when I've been in that talking phase in the past, like I would drag that phase out. You know like the phase where like the other person is kind of like what are we? And I would just avoid that line of questioning like it was the plague and I would be like using the fact that we didn't have an official title as like free reign to just be out in these streets. And that was, I think, my toxic trait back in the day when I was younger. Uh, but listen, I think I think like Brandon and I were talking about, we all have some sort of fuck, you know, fuck boy, fuck girl, fuck person attitude sometimes where we uh, do things that maybe are not in line with who we are as a person, who we want to see ourselves as. And I think that's a part of growing up and growing as a human being and evolving. And, you know, there, there are things that we learn and we become better human beings as a result, you know? I think the first step is obviously recognizing those traits, where they're coming from, where is that insecurity coming from, where is that jealousy, uh, whatever it might be, whatever your toxic trait is, and, and just sort of, you know, getting to the, the, the you know, the kind of, man, the, the root of that, if you will. And, uh, and and making sense of it so you can be healthier in future relationships or the, the current one that you're in now. 
So, man, thank y'all for participating at DJ Dramas on Instagram for to be a part of these conversations. And now let's quickly summarize everything we talked about today. We'll tie it in a neat little bow in a segment we call Conclusion Stew. Time for Conclusion Stew. Mm. All right, so we talked a lot about Bad Bunny today. Uh, his ex suing him for $40 million for some unauthorized use of her voice. I mean, I didn't. Nobody knew it was her probably until this lawsuit happened. You know, she's trying to get that check. You know, hey, I don't. I don't think she deserves it. But more money, more, more power to her. Forty million. That's that's nothing for Bad Bunny at this point. Uh, let's see. And Bad Bunny throwing shade at Devin Booker is a. It's obviously unnecessary. It's toxic. We talk all about that. But also for anybody who's like a rapper and artist like that, it is a clever kind of line and. It's like a funny thing he probably knew people would talk about. So I wouldn't read too deep into it. Obviously, it seems like apparently from the reports, she's pissed. But also, who knows what the fuck is going on in the Kardashian world of what's real, what's not real. I don't know anymore. I thought it was more interesting to discuss toxic relationships as a whole and and growing from that. And man, this terrible story out of Fort Hood once again. You had uh, Anna uh, Basaldwa, who allegedly committed suicide. after reporting harassment on the base. Again, this is the same base that Vanessa Guillen reported harassment uh, before she ultimately was murdered. And it's just awful. There needs to be, from the ground up, they have to just like really rework this entire system and the people that are in charge because obviously they didn't learn anything from the Vanessa Guillen situation. The fact that this person who uh, was accused of harassment was not formally reprimanded was not moved to a completely different area. Instead, they moved, um, they removed the the victim to another area. It, it it's just a lack of empathy, a lack of knowledge, maybe a lack of caring, whatever it might be. But there needs to be, I think, outside investigators doing these these cases when somebody reports harassment. Um, like Brenda was saying, there needs to be you know women and women of color uh, in in these positions as as being able to you know as being people who can empathize with the situation and handle it properly. Hopefully, you know there needs to be. They just need to do better. This is our military. These are people who are risking their lives for us. And they didn't sign up to be harassed uh, on a military base. It just it makes no sense. And it's really sad. And then big shout out to Brenda for, man, she's taking gigantic strides uh, hosting her first ever summit. That type of shit is not easy. It's scary to put yourself out there and, and hope that people are going to come and, and to build something. So big shout out to her. She's taking a risk on there. I'm really proud of her. Let me see. I want to get the right name here. Decide That Shit Summit. She has three amazing guests lined up, one of which was on the show recently, Esperanza Lebron, uh, so, who obviously was incredible. So definitely this is going to be a, a really cool kind of free little webinar that she's doing at Bren J Life Coaching. You want to check that out and, uh, and, and see more. But definitely proud of her, you know, living out her dream, doing what she wants to do and being unafraid to do it. That's what it's all about. Now, with that said, thank you all so much for tuning in. My book, Just Be, it's officially out. Um, mailing copies as they come in. I'm signing all that good stuff. Justbe.nyc. You want to pick that up. Uh, Street Stoke Podcast. Man, we are having our, we had our season finale. Uh, it'll be tomorrow, actually, Friday. So, uh, man, go check that out if you haven't yet. I'm really proud of that podcast. Uh, it went by really quick this first season. But, yeah, that's it. I'll catch you all on Tuesday with a brand new episode. So then stay safe, and I'll talk to you soon. Peace. Life as a Gringo is a production of the Michael Tura Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi, everyone. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.